your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make you feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. Uh, before we jump into things here, I, I really I want to thank you all for the support on that Kyle Culperson episode where I'm recording this Friday afternoon. We're at almost 170 views on that video with 13 likes, and it's probably going to be more than that by, by now. So we're hearing this on Monday. So I just appreciate the success there. The Mosley videos, over 70. The Noah Dobson did almost 80. So I just the support has just been tremendous. I really do appreciate that. Uh, but we're, we're back today because as promised, as I teased at the end of the, of the Kyle episode, I'm back with a man. Now, it took some hunting down to do to find, to get in contact with this man. I'm glad we were able to bring him on. If you listened at any of the episodes I put out, even going back to the defensive breakdowns there over on the YouTube channel, uh, you would know I'm very high on this, on, uh, uh, on this, on this man. I learned a lot about this man that I did not know beforehand. So uh, it, it is it is a long one. It might be the longest one that we've had, maybe since Dante's first one. Uh, but it is it is very good. So without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and bring my guest on now. I'm joined by by University of Central Oklahoma free safety Trayvon Craig. Trayvon, thank you for taking time to come on this afternoon and talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Yeah, most definitely. First of all, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, like you said, my name is Trayvon Craig. I currently play free safety. Um, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Came out to UCO in 2019. Walked on. Uh, member of the football team. Uh, wrestling as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the the basis of what I got going on, how I got to Oklahoma. Uh, now you mentioned uh, that you you're you're from Wisconsin. Now I gotta admit I'm not privy on what the high school football scene is like up in Wisconsin, other than they produce linemen and running backs. So for those of us who might not know, what is the high school football scene like up there in your home state of uh, Wisconsin? Uh, it's a it's a little different now. I feel like we're getting a little more recognition, a little more um, attention to the, to the state as a whole. Uh, when I was, I graduated in 2016. So when I was in high school, um, we really didn't have too many recruits coming through. We didn't do camps or so my senior year was the first time I had ever heard the seven on seven join the team then. So, um, when I was going through the recruiting process, it was a lot of, um, uh, 
getting together my own film and sending it out to coaches myself. Uh, coaches weren't really involved in helping us push that out and things like that. Um, it seems like it's getting a little bit better now, but I mean, I've been out here for the last four years, so I'm not really too sure what's going on with the high school scene right now. And and what was that process like, kind of having to do that all by yourself as far as getting your tape and, and, and pushing that out to uh, schools? Yeah, um, it's difficult because, you know, a lot of times it is sports is a business just like, like everything else. Um, coaches want recommendations from other coaches or people to put in a good word for you. So it's hard to get them to communicate with you from straight from um, a coach to athlete or prospective athlete or however you want to word it. Um, so it was, it was difficult. I had to Google a lot of emails, send out my film, write long letters to coaches and schools and things like that. Um, it was really just me and my mom that put everything together. So it was, it was a long process. It was difficult, but um, we got it done. And so on the field, I know you you played offense and, and defense. Now, I've asked guys that play both ways, which do you prefer now? Do you prefer scoring the touchdowns or do you prefer stopping the touchdowns? Defense all the way. All the way. So, so what is it about defense that you enjoy more than offense? Uh, physicality. That's probably the, the thing I enjoy the most is being able to hit people, run as fast as I can. Um, but I know I like uh, playing defensive back. It's a it's a highly skilled position. You have to be, you know, technical with everything you do. You're going backwards as somebody's running full speed at you. So it's a it's a lot to me personally. I feel like it's a lot more challenging than running routes is. Um, not to say that that's not difficult, but I just enjoy the challenge of not knowing where somebody's going and seeing if I can be able to cover them and stop them from doing what they're doing as well as being physical on top of that. Well, because uh, I, I asked uh, Jonathan mostly this because he also played played, played some receiver at Carl Albert. Now, like, does that knowledge help, help you on the defensive end when you're when you're covering? You can kind of think maybe this is where they're going because you have an idea from your days of playing offense? Uh, me personally, no. <laughs> it don't help at all. <laughs> um, Carl Albert is a little bit, a little bit better program than than where I came from. So, um, my offense. I was a running back in high school, so my offensive experience is uh, we ran um, two wings with a pistol, and I was one of the wing backs. So I'm running side to side and running wherever I feel like going. It wasn't really any concepts um, that was taught to me to where I would have a better understanding of it. So now I'm. Everything I know about football and routes and stuff came from defensive knowledge and just experience going against it. Yeah, because I saw, I saw that I found your highlights. Someone I saw that moment. This is a unique setup they got going because it was like it almost seemed like you were just running like a jet sweep every, every single time. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> I know when, when you when you look back on your high school football career, I guess what what kind of stands out to you the most? In terms, in terms of what, just about my about my career, what do I notice the most? Just, just overall, it it it, it could be about your career. It, it could be about your um, most memorable game. It could be about just your overall experience. But just like in in the grand scheme of things, what kind of sticks out to you the most? How much fun I had. Um, defensively, I kind of was. Um, I didn't. I didn't start 
on varsity until my junior year. And then I had to build up. We got new coaches my senior year, so I had to rebuild everything that I had worked towards um, in a new scheme with coaches. So um, getting to my senior year, playing on defense and everything, they kind of – I built up that trust with my coach, and I was able to call my side of the field. Like, I would play um, away from our sideline, and I would make the calls and checks for us on that side, and then my coach would call the stuff on the other side towards him. So I kind of like – I. I enjoyed playing the game and having the freedom and my coaches trust that they would allow me to, you know, conduct the defense and go make plays and things like that. Um, so that was definitely probably one of the better memories I have is just being able to be kind of that field general. Now, you were you were also a prolific wrestler. You won over uh, 100, 100 matches. Now, where so like where did that love of wrestling come from? Where did that? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Love of wrestling come from? One more time. It, it L- cut out. Love of wrestling? Oh, um, okay, this is a funny story. I actually did not want to wrestle at all um, in middle school. Because, you know, just, just like every other, you know, teenage boy, I didn't want to wear the extra tight clothes, get out there in front of the school and be grabbing on people and stuff. So I, I didn't want to do it. And um, I had two of my friends... From, from middle school that convinced me to come out for the team and I practiced and everything like that. And my first year competing was uh, in eighth grade and I ended up going, what was it, like 10 and two in the regular season, 29 and nine overall for the year. So I just, it was something I just was naturally good at. So um, obviously if you're good at something like that, you don't have to put too much effort into being successful. You're going to start falling in love with it and, um, seeing how how far you can go and things you can do. So from that point, I just got into camps, practices, whatever I could do, tournaments. I was going all over and competing every all, all year round, basically. And it just continued, and I just carried on and never stopped. Now I I I, I talked to uh, Peyton Scott because Peyton wrestled in high school, and yeah. he kind of he kind of he mentioned how. Like it, it was, it was different. Like he mentioned one time, he had to like lose like twenty pounds in like three, four days. So yeah. like, how do you kind of manage that different, like, like, like different style of of sport? Because it's almost two different things. Yeah, um, it's really just about learning your body and what works for you. Because like, what works for Peyton isn't gonna work for me. What works for me is not gonna work for him. It's just you got to know how you can lose and gain weight in a certain periods of time and. Um, hold still hold on to your nutrition and stuff like that and make sure that your body has everything it needs to be able to function so um, for me personally I just towards the I've always done wrestling season right after football like all through middle school and high school I never had time to adjust anything so it was kind of like I was starting to regulate my meals and weight and things like that towards the end of our season and then as soon as it was done the next week I was right back at practice so um, it's kind of just changing. I just changed my eating habits, eat a little bit healthier, smaller portions. Um, nothing real crazy. Just work out and it'll come off. Uh, and, and and so you you finished both your football, high school, high school football and wrestling career. You, you then decided to go to Wisconsin Parkside. So now what was it about Wisconsin Parkside that, first of all, made you choose that you wanted to, to, to wrestle over football at that time, and then why specifically wrestle at Wisconsin Parkside? Yeah, um, so 
like I said, recruiting wasn't really heavy at my high school. So um, I had a few small offers, uh, a couple of D1 preferred walk-ons, half scholarships, things like that. And um, essentially my grades weren't very good coming out of high school. So that was that was a big problem um, and limited where I could go. And by the end of my senior year, everything that I had um, been offered was pulled because of my grades. Um, other than Wisconsin Parkside, they left. Um, they kind of brought me in as a preferred walk-on, I guess you could say. They wanted me to do a semester, make sure I could um, keep my grades up, be eligible. And then they give me my scholarship after that. Um, so it wasn't – it was always difficult to pick between – whether I wanted to wrestle or play football, if I had to only choose one. But at the time when I was coming out of high school, I really didn't have any options to play football. And um, uh, JUCO wasn't really a big thing. I didn't know anything about it coming out of high school. We don't really hear about that kind of stuff where I'm from. So um, I didn't understand that that was a good option at the time as well. So I was too prideful. I thought it was just like saying you weren't no good or anything like that. So I just said, I'll go to the, D2 school that's offering me a chance to earn my scholarship after a semester. And uh, it just so happened that they don't have a football team. So the first two years, I just decided to wrestle. And looking, looking, looking back, now kind of knowing what you know about JUCO, would you have taken that JUCO route and and the kind of uncertainty of like, if you don't succeed, you're kind of back to where you are? Or would you still have taken your path and gone to Wisconsin Parkside? Yeah, I don't think I would have changed anything, honestly. I think maybe if if you would have asked my younger self and explained everything that I know now, maybe I would have made a different decision. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But looking back on the way things have unfolded now, I'm, I'm, I feel like my story is, is pretty unique and you don't see many people um, change sports or even schools and compete in multiple sports and have fairly decent success in both. So, um I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change the way I did it. Now you redshirted your 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 first year there. Now I I imagine that had to be weird going from you know here you are having great success as a wrestler. Now you're not even being able to to get in any actual matches. So what was that? What was that year like for you? And 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 what would you say was the biggest takeaway from your redshirt season? Yeah, uh, that year was tough. I mean. <laughs> Is wrestling is a little bit different than football. I feel like in football you can come in um, as a freshman and you you can learn a lot. Um, that re- I mean that redshirt year for any sport helps you out just adjust to the pace and level of play um, that you're going to be competing at. But wrestling is a, a purely physical sport. So I'm freshly 18 coming into my uh, freshman year, and we've got guys on our team that are in their uh, early mid 20s and things like that. It's just a different level of physicality, different level of strength that's hard to adjust to. So my freshman year, I we had a tough team and I was in there getting beat on every day. <laughs> it was not <laughs> it was not easy. We got a um his name's Nick Becker. He was our 174 pounder and he was undefeated in division two and I think he had a uh, two time national champ. I think that it was 89 and 0. That was that was one of my practice partners every day. So I'm in there getting tore up. We have our 65 was a um, national runner up the year before I got there. Our new 65 was ranked in the top 10. Our lineup was crazy. I'm 
brand new. You know, I just came from high school beating up on people. So I'm like, yeah, I can hang with them. I did for a little bit, but I needed I needed that year to to really humble myself and, and see that at this level, even in Division Two, is is really no joke. And did that did that did that, did a level of talent did it kind of catch you off guard at first? Like, did you think it being Division Two, you'd be able to kind of come in there and not necessarily dominate, but 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 kind of have that early success? No, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I with wrestling specifically, the D one, D two, D three really doesn't matter. It's all, a lot of that stuff is just opportunities and and who you know and where you can get in that. Um, I trained with uh, Ben Askren in high school. I'm sorry if you know if you heard anything about wrestling, you know about Ben. So. Um, we had guys from all levels come in there and train with us in high school and stuff. So it wasn't really like the the talent level wasn't a shock to me. I knew what I was getting into. It was really just the strength difference that took me by surprise. Because, um, I, I mean, I never really was the strongest at all, but I could always hang in there. And I was never one to get overwhelmed or overpowered by anybody. So going into that and not really like not being able to get up, being flat, just not able to do anything. That was that was probably the biggest shock for me. The, the strength difference. And, and, and you mentioned some of the guys that you practiced with. Now, what what was kind of the the biggest thing you were able to learn from those guys? Styles, different moves, techniques. That's the thing that you you pick up on when you're competing against people in the practice room. You guys are trying new things. Um, pulling out your best stuff. I mean, you get comfortable. You know, you practice with the same people all the time, so you start to understand each other's styles and timings and things like that and what they're going to do, what they're looking for, so you start doing new stuff. And maybe you've seen something one of your uh, teammates did or practice partners did, and you try that out. And it, it was um, really just learning, feeding off of each other was, you know, probably the thing I remember most about that. Uh, and then um, 2018, 19, you, you finally got in some in some action. So, what was that first collegiate wrestling match like? Oh man, let me think. I don't even remember what my first match or tournament was or anything like that. I know I won though. I know that. But <laughs> 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 I was I was happy about that one. I don't remember who it was against or where we were at, but I know I didn't lose. So. Um, I had a, I, I had an okay, um, redshirt freshman year. I only competed for the first semester. Our, um, starter had tore his LCL, um, the previous semester. So I was filling in and yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was, it was nice to get to compete again. Um, see that I could compete with guys that I wouldn't have been able to the year before. Um. But yeah, other than that, I really don't remember too much about the specifics. Now, at, at some point after that, you decide to to transfer. Now, what what went into that choice to decide to transfer? Yeah, um, I mean, I've been playing organized football since I was eight years old, so it's it's been a part of my life since I can remember and competing, and I just I just love to compete. And I'm obviously I watch football a lot, NFL, college, anything that I can that I can watch. So I'm 
watching these college games and NFL games, and I'm like just, you know, reminiscing about my high school days. I mean, it wasn't at that time, it wasn't that long ago, it was a year or two prior. So I'm like, man, like I'll be competing right now. And I'd look at some of these guys that I went to high school with that are, or competed against a high school that went places or guys on TV. And I'm just thinking, like, man, like I can do that. I can play at this level or compete with y'all. So, um, it was really just like I started to miss it. I was watching it so much, and it just wasn't – it was like a void I had, and I just felt like I needed to get back to that. So it kind of had been on my mind, like my true freshman year going in was that I wanted to play somewhere. I just didn't know when or how I was going to be able to do that. So then how – now? because obviously Wisconsin's a long way, long way away from Edmonds. So yeah. how then were you kind of able to get in contact with UCO and then kind of decide that UCO is where you wanted to continue your wrestling and your football? Yeah. Um, so actually, when I decided to transfer from Parkside, I was going to – I had gave up football to wrestle, and I just missed football way too much. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give up wrestling and go back and just play football. So um, I entered the transfer portal after my um, redshirt freshman year. And I wanted to get my, I mean, just like everybody that plays sports, their goal and dream is to go D1. I wanted to play Division One football. So um, when I was transferring, I got into schools like Texas Tech, Iowa State, um, South Dakota, um, couple other schools that I had applied to it. I mean, it, it really don't mean that. I just got in to know that I could get accepted. Um, and I had talked to University of South Dakota. I had some high school teammates that played on that team. Um, I actually did all my paperwork, financial aid and everything. I was set to get enrolled there. And then uh, they told me I couldn't live on the dorm, in the dorms because I was technically an upperclassman and I couldn't afford to live off campus. So that wasn't, that's where I was originally going to go. Um, and then my aunt and uncle live in Norman, <clears throat> excuse me, and they had just came to visit and heard about the situation and everything and said I could come stay with them until I figured out where I wanted to go. So I did that, lived in Norman for a couple months, uh, looked at schools around the area. We looked at uh, UCO, NSU, OBU, um, Pitt State, you know, schools around this area. Um, and then eventually I just decided on I needed to get back in school if I wanted to play anywhere. Um, so I went up to UCO, talked to Coach Bobek, and asked him about walk-on trials and everything, got enrolled. They sent me a tryout date, and then I tried out. And then um, um, I wasn't going to wrestle at UCO either, but Coach Stiley, our head coach, he happened to be walking in the office when I was sitting down with uh, Reggie doing our um, financial stuff and, and talking about academics and how everything was going to go with the process introduced me to him he told me to come practice and then I showed up at practice and I decided I missed that too so I told him I joined the team <laughs> <laughs> now when you when you when you moved from Wisconsin to Oklahoma not because what what was it was it a major adjustment for you like what what was that kind of adjustment period like going to a new state and kind of a new region so to speak yeah no it wasn't I mean, it's definitely different. I wouldn't say it was a, I didn't look at it as a huge adjustment. I looked at it as I was going after something that I wanted to do in my life. So it wasn't like I was taken back by anything necessarily. Um, 
I feel like I, I handle change pretty well. So um, we just came, I mean, I came out here like the next week I had got into some uh, tech school looking for jobs and stuff and, you know, just kind of let life roll and went with the flow. So it wasn't really anything that was too much of a shock other than the heat. I'm still not used to that. But <laughs> <laughs> we was out there today conditioning. It's 100 degrees. I'm hurting. But <laughs> other than that, everything. Are the winters here better, though, than it is in Wisconsin? Honestly, no. It's not. Because, and now look, I'm going to tell you why. Here, well, first of all, everybody know about the black ice. I didn't know what that was. We don't have black ice. It's, it snows a lot. It's slushy up there. It's, it's cold. It's all types of stuff. But we don't have black ice. We don't have ice storms. We don't have uh, the wind here is crazy. That's what that's what makes it worse. I hate the wind. I would much rather be in the winter back home than out here. Uh, all right. Now you 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 mentioned that you had to try out. So like. What was that? What was that tryout workout like with uh, UCL football? Yeah, um, they kind of took us through uh, position drills. They wanted to see how I know specifically since I was trying out to be a DB, I had to do some backpedaling stuff, change of direction, flipping my hips, opening and running, things like that. Um, and that's really it. Wasn't that long? It was maybe. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, they just ran us through a couple drills and took down our information and decided to call the ones that um, they chose to be on the team. And it wasn't, it, it was a pretty easy process. They just said, show up this time on this day. We did the workout and that was it. And after the workout, did you feel like you had showed them enough to where you would be one of those that got the call? Yeah, I mean, I, I never doubted that. I was good enough for anything like that. I wasn't worried about making the team. It was, it was never, I never doubted my skill. It was, do they have the room for me? Cause, um, you know, we are limited to who we can play and stuff like that. And, um, if a position group is filled up, like we don't need 30 DBs or whatever the case may be. Um, and that's, that's what they told me coming in was that they had a lot of DBs and they weren't sure if they were going to be picking any more up. So I wasn't concerned about if I worked out good enough or not because I had been working out and training for that and work, doing all the stuff that they ran me through for the last, like, four or five months. I was doing all that every day. So I knew my workout was going to be good. I just didn't know if they were going to have room on the team for me. And um, after the workout, they actually didn't call me. I didn't hear from them, from them for, like, two weeks. I didn't think I made the team. And then I was in class one day, and I just – I got a phone call. You know, I'm – Goofy, so I answer everybody that called me because I'm going to mess with them if I don't know who it is. <laughs> so I answered the phone, and it was uh, Coach Pickett. That was our D.C. at the time. Uh, he was the one that um, was running the DB tryout. So he called me, and he was like, is this Trayvon? I'm like, yeah, who is this? He tells me. He was like, uh, we've been trying to call you, but we didn't know. We misplaced your paperwork or whatever. We didn't know which number was yours, stuff like that. So I found out like two weeks later than I was supposed to that they wanted me to be on the team. And, and when you got that call, just like what what were you feeling? What were your uh, e e emotions in that in that moment? Man, just happiness, like feeling like relief. I just I 
I couldn't stop smiling. I had to call my mom. I didn't even go back to class. I left. I called my mom. I said, Mom, I made the team. <laughs> Just didn't go back to class. <laughs> I probably they probably wouldn't let me come if I told them that one, but you know, it is what it is. And, and so that 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 first padded practice when you when you put the helmet, you put the shoulder pads back on for the first time since high school. Mm-hmm. What were what were your uh Feelings at that point, were you kind of nervous? Did, did it feel natural to you? What were you feeling? No, not at all. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm I'm built for situations like that. Like even in through my high school career, like I, I had a lot of success athletically in high school. But even on my own team or in the state or wherever I was at, at every level, there's always been some some bit of doubt, or I had to prove myself athletically to somebody, whether it's my coaches or people I'm competing against. They, they kind of always um, downplay what I could do. So I've been playing and competing with a chip on my shoulder ever since I was little. Um, so it was, it was never nervousness because in, in my head, I belonged. I could have played with them when I was 17, 18 years old, the way I'm thinking. So I just was ready to show what I could do. And that, that was it. Learn, learn as much as I could and show what I can do. And you went on to play in nine games. Now I, I have to, that's, like for a guy that hadn't played football in a few years, you went from a tryout and you're playing in nine games. Like, did it ever hit you that like that's not necessarily normal for most people that came through your situation? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I I know that it's not normal, but it was never anything that crossed my mind because I always just thought like. Like I said before, in my head, I belonged there the whole time. So I wasn't looking at it as like um, I was a walk-on and and wasn't expected to play or even compete or anything like that. Um, in my head, the whole time, I was just walking on because they had never heard of me yet. They didn't get the chance to see what I could do because I feel like if they if they recruited where I was from, I mean, I made All-State in high school. My stats were pretty crazy. So I feel like they could have picked me up right out of high school anyway. So it wasn't like, um, I just looked at it like, I'm not supposed to be doing this or not many people do this. It was just like, for me personally, I should have been doing this the whole time. I feel like I should have played more than nine games too. That's the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that first game, that first tackle, just talk me through that. What was there? Was there nervousness? What, what, was it just more excited? Like what? What was that experience like for you? Man, it was crazy. Pure adrenaline. Like it was just just walking out on the field um, for the first time since high school. Because I, like I said, my senior year was 2016. The first time I touched the field was 2019. So I hadn't seen no crowds. I hadn't seen the field. I hadn't put a uniform on in so long. I just I couldn't do nothing but just look around and just like it, it just felt right to me. And then getting that first like I mean, you probably hear everybody say that that tackle people when you get that first contact is like, oh yeah, now I'm ready to go. So it was kinda like that for me. Like I got my first little hit in and got my tackle and I was like, Oh yeah, I belong here. Like, I can I could do something special. And if I recall correctly, now you 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 were you were a big part of that special teams unit. Now talking to your your your, your current DB coach Adam McGuire, his first I guess I think few seasons in college he was mainly a special teamer. So like 
that's kind of a role that some look down on, but you seem to take a lot of pride in that. So how were you able to kind of like maybe put ego aside a little bit and ex- ex- excel in that role that you were given? Yeah. Um, like I said, everything, everything in this game is opportunity. Um, when I got here, we had um, O'Shea Harris and um, Jakari Hunt, too. O'Shea was the All-American and Jakari All-Conference. Both of them solid, technique, big, fast, strong, all that. And they had been uh, there, I think, three, four years prior to that. So um, I, I really didn't have a choice. Like I'm, like you said, I'm, even if I don't look at myself as like a walk-on and things like that, that's how the coaches view it. Like, we don't know you. Like, we just picked you up because your workout looked okay. Um, we gotta see what you can do, but them like they're established in the program, things like that, and they can, they know they can play. So it wasn't really, um, I really didn't have an option. My only way to get on the field and be able to travel and get any playing time was to be on special teams because you can't just come in and take a guy's like a guy like that spot. Um, I I hadn't proved anything, so that was kind of I, I use special teams kind of to show like. No matter where you put me at on the field or when you put me out there, I'm going to go compete and I'm going to try to make something happen. And um, to this day, I still I still tell the coaches to put me on on everything except kick return. Do not put me on kick return. Everything else, I'm, I love it. I'll go. Oh, yeah, that, that, what is it about kick return that you're just like, nah, I'm good? Man, because I, I know how I am on kickoff. I'm running straight down and you backpedaling. I'm going to put my my face in your chest. I'm going to try to run you over. I don't want to block that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not scared of nothing like that. But you're going to end up, I played kick return the last two years. You're going to have a headache after the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, there's that, there's that slim chance though. If they, if they, they want to do like a pooch kick, a sky kick, it lands to you. You can, mm-hmm. you know, run, show your, oh, yeah. show your moves. I mean, like, oh, so yeah. like that, that, that opportunity doesn't outweigh the other parts that you don't like about it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, they, if, they, if the ball get in my hands, I'm going to try to make something happen. But the way I was playing, uh, where they had me lined up, I was I was playing our guard position. That's right on the, the front two lines. Kind of like I'm, I'm right up there with the big boys. The only time I'm getting a kick is if they kick it straight to me on like a – on the side or something. So I'm nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but if coaching them hear this, I didn't say that. I want to play everything. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh-uh. And I have to ask because you know, most most guys coming off a successful season in which you did start necessarily isn't asking to play special teams. So like why are you, I guess, still wanting to play special teams at this point in your career? Because I don't want to come off the field. Like it's that simple. I, I enjoy playing the game. I enjoy competing. I enjoy being out there, running around. I got man. I got ADHD. I got energy. I need to get off. I don't. Wanna, I can't sit up in the house all day. So throw me out there. Might as well run me around for a couple hours. Let me hit some people. <laughs> Now, uh, now, you mentioned when you first got there, you were sitting behind Jakari and O'Shea. So what was it like able to learn from those guys? Because obviously they were, you know, extremely good players. And, and what would you say is the biggest thing that you learned from? Yeah, um, 
I'll say that I, I had two major takeaways from one from each guy that I that to the day I still think about. Um, one was with O'Shea, his his work ethic and his his willingness to compete. Um, he competed at at everything, and he he wanted to be the best at everything he did. So um, being behind him and watching that and how he went at it with the receivers and one on ones and seven on seven every day and his adaptability, we had him. He, you know, he all American at safety, and then the next year, his senior year, he played corner for us most of the year. He had never played corner before, so just him being able to adapt and be that piece, that chess piece that we need and can put anywhere on the defense and, and be useful. That 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 stuck with me, and I, I was like, I, I want to be like that. Like I want to be that guy that coaches look at and be like, yeah, he can play safety, he can play nickel, he can play corner, whatever the case may be. Like whatever we ask him to do, he can do it. And that, that was one of the things I admired about O'Shea. And um, Jakari as well, his work ethic was insane. But the thing that I noticed most about him was just his understanding of the game. He was a very smart, technical player. And um, I try to remember that as, as often as I can, his understanding of route concepts and all that and his patience. He, he wasn't – he's not slow, but he's not the fastest guy on the field ever at the same time. So – and that's kind of like me too. Like I'm not slow, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't have blazing speed. So he was kind of somebody I looked at that was like similar to me in that way. And I just learned patience, technique, and stuff like that can overcome speed barriers sometimes. So I, I definitely still to this day think about things that they've showed me and that we've worked on together in the past. And, and I have to ask other people this question now. Against Northeastern State, you all scored 82 points. Now uh, you played a lot of football games. Have you ever been a part of a team that scored 82 points in a single game? Uh, no, we scored 70 in high school. I never scored 80, though. Now, now I was told that the halftime speech or, or locker room wasn't what you would suggest for a team that was up by 28 points. Now, what what do you what do you remember about that, about that halftime? Or were you sitting there thinking, like, man, we're up by four touchdowns? Yeah, <laughs> okay. So I don't, man. My my memory is terrible. The guys will tell you that too. You can't. Even, I can't even tell you what I ate for breakfast yesterday. So I don't remember what was said in the speech, but I remember things that happened during the game. So in the first quarter, our our corners. Um, they were going through it that week um, in practice. Uh, we were having mess-ups and, you know, uh, loafs. We called them NOS and stuff when you're not finishing the plays and things like that. Um, so we were, we were having a lot of a lot of issues that week. And uh, we had a, a lot of stuff going on the field, players getting cussed out, cussing back at the coaches and stuff. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a lot going on. So I knew. Well, no matter, we could have beat them by 300. I knew it wasn't going to be too good. But, hey, we kept the cup, so. <laughs> now, now, 2020 happened for you. It, it, it's like, so, like, just as you get back on the field, you're kind of forced off not only the field, but then the wrestling mat as well. So what was that experience like having both now taken away from you? Man, it hurt. Um, I, f- I feel like I had worked so hard to put myself in the position that I am, and I felt like everything was just going right, and I was supposed to be, you know, I had a 
a fairly, I feel like I had earned my stripes a little bit on the football team. People knew me as a physical player, somebody I was going to compete and go make plays for the team. And I, I feel like I was going to step into um, playing a bigger role for the defense the, the following year. And then um, my 2019 wrestling season, I missed going to national by one point. Um, I was wrestling against uh, Josh Jones from McKendry. Lost to him 4-3. He was number two ranked in the country at the time. He got beat on the other side of the bracket. We weren't even supposed to wrestle each other. He he should he lost the match. He should have won. Um, and I would have faced the guy that I had beat four times that year. But he he ended up losing. We had a crazy match. I lost ten seconds left, four three. I didn't get to go. So that was that was burning. And um, they canceled nationals that year too, so nobody got to compete. But just not like you know. Feeling like I'm there's guys that made it through that I'm ten times better than and I gotta sit back and we don't even know how that would have played out. And then we go into twenty twenty COVID year and everything like that and there's just no competition. It's just it, it, I don't know, it ate at me a little bit. Um just like dang, I gotta wait a whole nother year, like just to show that I was supposed to be here. And, and what would you say was probably the biggest lesson that you learned from that whole experience? Enjoy the moments you got. Um, you know, when things don't happen, everybody talks about, well, next year I'm going to do this, next year I'm going to do that, next season this, next season that. We didn't get a next season, so all those what-ifs, it was like that That 2020 season, we was going to see who really loves it, who really is going to do what they say they're going to do because you're not going to get to show any of the progress you made until the next year. So. Um, just just enjoying everything because you never know if or when you're going to have another opportunity to do something. That could have been my last year or, or whatever the case may be. People can end up not competing again after that. So you just got to enjoy the moments and everything like that. Uh, and then 20, 2021 comes first. You well, you have the Southern Nazarene scrimmage. Now, what? Now, I've been told that, that that a lot of your Oklahoma teammates took that scrimmage very seriously. There, so there was some pride on the on the line there. But for you, like, how how good was it to put the pads back on? And and how do you feel like you did in that scrimmage? This this spring? Yes, yes, the Southern Nazarene scrimmage. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, it felt good. It felt like it was, it was. I had been through it before. I had missed time. I wasn't wasn't able to get on the field. wasn't able to compete. Um, we went through a whole season of just practicing, basically, and then we get new coaches having to learn schemes and stuff. So I felt I felt good um, being able to show that I could be an adaptable player. We went learned a, a brand new scheme, and I felt like it was clicking for me. Uh, I felt like I was playing fast, playing smart. Um, we got to the to the scrimmage and it was just at that point it had been you know um so long since we got to do anything. I was just having fun and I felt like um it got it our spring game got cut short, so I was disappointed about that, but I don't know. I feel the I feel like the plays that I was out there, um I executed my job and Made a couple plays when they came my way, but yeah, overall it was, it was good. It was fun. 
Now, I, I've been waiting a long time to ask this question because in, in, in 2019, like we, we touched on, you were, you were a special team. Yeah. 2021 comes, and at times, you were like the best defensive back on the field. So I've been waiting a long time to ask you this question. What happened between 2019 and last season? Because there's a major jump. A lot of guys don't go from special teamer to you literally making impact plays fairly often. So what what was the big leap that you took in order to have that success you had last year? Work. That's it. I mean, if you my teammates will tell you too. Um I've I've worked every day. I do something, whether it's for one sport or another, or there's really no no days off unless my body just really needs to recover. But um there's a group of us that for the last two years, three years, um, we hit the field almost every single day, whether it's just 15, 20 minutes doing ladder footwork. We do positional drills. We do one-on-ones, releases. Um, we were just in the sand pit the other day. So it, um, it's just, it's just work. Like you can't, you can't get better if you're not working. So just watching, I studied a lot, um, learned the position as much as I could. And I just work. And I feel like the only thing that really helped elevate my game was I just wanted it. Like I, I wanted to show that I can play a lot better than I feel. I even feel like last season was I didn't play like I should have, like I could have. Um, so just work. That's that's all I can say. Now, th- there were a few plays that stood out to me. The first one. Your interception against North Northeastern State. Now I, that was like right by the sideline, and the angle they had on the web on the MIAA network, uh, you couldn't really get couldn't really get an angle for. It. I didn't know that you made the pick. So, mm-hmm. like, walk me through that and how you were able to make the pick and make sure you got a foot down in in bounds, being so close to the to the sideline. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I was covering, I don't know his name, uh, number five. He was, he's a quick, twitchy receiver. And um, I don't remember exactly what route he did, but I covered the initial route. And I don't think he was supposed to be the one that got the ball anyway. But um, whatever he initially did, I had covered it. And we had been, I had got burned earlier in the year playing against um, Northwest Missouri State on uh, like a, a stalk and go route. So he stopped running his route after a minute. And we had worked every practice, especially with me. I get a little too antsy trying to go make a play. So we worked sticking with our man, eyes on him, put your hands on him, and just don't leave him. So that's what I did. He stopped his route. I grabbed him and just sat there for a minute, looked at him. He didn't look like he was going anywhere. I turned my head. The quarterback's rolling out. I didn't think he was going to throw it because the receiver was not like he. You can see I have it on the huddle film, too. He's not moving. He's just standing there. So I didn't think he was going to throw it. And I see him wind up and throw so I'm like, oh, he actually throwing it. So I just start running. And then, you know, I got the best hands on defense. Shout out Raycorn Wicks, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I just, I ran, dove. I really wasn't even thinking about my feet. I just wanted to get to the ball because it was such a low throw. Um, it was just an awkward angle. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make the catch or not just because of how it was coming in. But I just dove for it. And I guess my legs was down, feet was down, something like that. Got my hand under the ball, came up, and they called it a catch. So that, that it's funny that that you mentioned having the best hands. I asked I asked Mosley this because you don't get a chance often to make a play on the ball. 
So mm-hmm. now, if a, if a DB drops an interception, like is that something that they're gonna ha- that that would never be let down? Like you all are gonna rag on that person? Like that that was your chance to you know prove DBs do have hands, or like yeah. is that something that like over time it wouldn't be forgotten about, but you would kind of lay off, or is it just like nah, man? Like you had your chance and you blew it. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, people think defense we don't. We can't catch anyway. So maybe the to other people outside looking in on our position group, if we drop one, they're not like it's really a big deal. But we take pride in being able to come up with interceptions when the ball touches our hands. We just like receivers in our minds. Like if it touch our hand, we should make the play. We don't like missing those opportunities. So when we are at practice or getting extra work and we drop the ball is 10 push-ups, sometimes 20. We might do sprints for dropping balls. It just depends. Like we want to get turnovers and stuff. But um, yeah. As far as uh, J Mo, yeah, he can't catch. But <laughs> <laughs> he, he did have that like nice falling back pick against Curly. Now that has to count for something. Now. Yeah, we hey, and we were on the sideline going crazy because we did not think he was gonna catch it. But <laughs> man, <laughs> now that was that was a that was a great play though. That was yeah, we were excited when he caught that one. Okay, now kids, now so. So who did now? Because you just yeah, now you said you had the best hands of the DBs. Best hands. So did who would have the worst? Mosley. <laughs> Terrible. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. No, no question. I don't even have to think about that. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> man. He does. I love you, boy, but you can't catch. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, now, the, the other play you had is Central Missouri. Now, that that fumble when I when I talked to um, Kobe, he mm. didn't even know what was going on in the play. And I think you were there. Like the, the ball kind of flew to you, if I'm not mistaken, and then yep. you almost scored. So, like, walk me through that. Like, did you did you see the ball? Like, how did that play? Develop. Yeah, that's the okay. That's the craziest thing because I don't. I remember running up to the play, um, being right in front of there, and I always like to get somewhere around where the tackle is being made, even if I'm not in on the play. I at least want to be right there because if he happened to get away or anything like that, I I could be there to help make the play. But I'm I'm coming across, and I don't even remember. How, like, it was like, it just kind of happened. Like, it was just so fast. The ball was in the air. I look up and grab it, and I don't remember ever, like, really seeing the ball. I just remember, like, a streak going up. I just threw my hands up and grabbed it. So, like, the actual ball coming out and me grabbing it, I don't I don't exactly remember how that happened, but I remember the run. Man, I could not. I was so slow on that. <laughs> we were... We were just talking about this play like yesterday. It is so it does not look good. I got I got the ball in my head. I'm moving. I thought I was a running back, and yeah, I really ain't go nowhere. So I need I need that one back. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, but not like because you did have to. I think you 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 had to break a tackle. Then you had to try to make like a juke. And I think after you made that cut, someone got you from from uh, from behind. Now. Is that something like did did did, did you get flagged for not scoring on that? No, uh, it it was such a it was such a big 
big moment in that game. Like, it was so close. I believe we were inside at two minutes or something like that, or right around the two-minute mark, and the game was real tight. So, um, no, they weren't really too too worried about me scoring because, I mean, I got the ball inside the five and put the ball in the offense's hands. And, um, at that point, we were pretty confident with, with uh, what we thought the outcome of the game would be. So, um, nobody really, really said anything about that until, like, this year, like we watching it, re re looking at things, and we're like, man, like I was not moving that fast. And <laughs> and look, okay, I'm not gonna put it all on me. It was two people on that play that you could see not blocking nobody. They just celebrating, and I'm right next to them. I'm not gonna call their names out. They know who they are, but they didn't block for me at all, and I got pulled down. I should have scored, but hey, it was fun though. No, what you say now? What you say is that if you just got one block, that would have been a touchdown. Yes, one block. The one that, the one that, because I had made the, I think it was a quarterback. He actually one of our coaches now. I had made him miss. I hit him. If he watching this too, he know what I did. I hit. Uh, look, you know what I'm he went flying, and then it was maybe like a running back or a receiver or something. Um, if they would have just blocked him, that was the one that wrapped my legs up. I would have been able to get away from the other dude. But yeah, I just I just needed that one. But they they were I can't blame them too much. They were excited, but damn, block. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and, and did you ever like remind Coach Tweethouse, like, hey, you remember that that your, your final game when I juked you out? Like, did you ever bring that up to him? Uh uh-uh. uh Nope. <laughs> you wanna know why? Yeah. Cause I'm the one that gave up the touchdown that lost this game, so I can't really say nothing to him. I'm every Every play I made is canceled out because he's going to say, I threw that touchdown on you. And I'm not giving him the chance to tell me that because I might, you know what I'm saying, we might need some new coaches after that. <laughs> We're going to get him out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough game. It was a close game. It was a good one. We were, a lot of plays made both ways. And, and Coach Tui House, he was, he was playing good that game. So we haven't really talked about it too much. But I might have to go see if I can test his knowledge and see if he knows who was who. <laughs> Trying to pawn it off on somebody else, like yeah, no, nah, you remember that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just, that wasn't my responsibility. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, now, when you when you when you look back on last season for you, how do you feel like you did? Did it did it live up to what you were expecting from yourself, or did you fall short of that? Did you exceed that? What? How do you how do you feel like you did last season? Honestly, last season was my my performance was overall disappointing to me. Um, I feel like I'm a lot better. Actually, I know I'm a lot better than what was put out there. It's just um, you know, not, I feel like I don't use not playing football for so long as an excuse, but it definitely has its disadvantages in terms of technique and and just game speed and things like that. And that was my first real action um, playing defense. And coming out of high school, I didn't know how to play defensive back. I was a safety, but I got to do pretty much whatever I wanted. I could play down in the box if I wanted to. I could drop back. I could play. I never really played, man. It was just my job was go go make a play. So I didn't learn how to cover people um, until I got to UCO. So I'm not really understanding that. And with the defense we ran last year, we ran a real high percentage of man coverage. So 
Um, I feel like I was disappointed because I can and definitely will do a lot better than what last season showed. Um, I know I made some plays here and there, but yeah, overall, I wasn't really satisfied how things went down. I feel like I could have played a lot bigger role, um, made a lot more plays. Uh, and then at some point, Coach Bobek, he steps down, Coach Doral and his staff come in. So, like, what was your first impression of Coach Doral? Um, hmm. It was different. Um, he's he's very laid back. Um, you know, I, I love I love our coaching staff. They give players the the opportunity to be themselves and I- express themselves within the sport that we love to play. Like, um, you know, sometimes coaches can have you so uh, in uniform where you you really can't tell the difference between your players and who's what. It's always yes sir, no sir, and things like that. But like, we Doro's real. He's he's real chill. We laugh, joke around. Um, when it's time to work, it's time to work. But um, I definitely we we did some team bonding stuff over um, summer workouts in in June. We had like dodgeball, kickball, things like that. We went. Um, well, I just blanked, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did we did a lot more team activities and stuff. So it's, it, I, I like the coaching staff and what they are doing so far. And now with Coach Lechtenberg, you're in your 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 third defense, and as many years now, like how is that going, and how has it been learning new schemes, new terminology almost every year? I love it. I love it. It's like I mean, it definitely has its disadvantages because as soon as you start to get comfortable in one scheme, and then you have to learn something else. Um, it knowledge of the game definitely either improves or decreases your speed of play and your ability to be wherever you need to be on the field. Um, that's probably the only disadvantage to learning a new scheme, I would say, is you got to take some time to understand what's going on and, and, and get the bigger picture. That's something um, Lech talks about a lot is understanding the bigger picture and what's going on around you. Um, but an advantage of that, for me, I look at it as a learning opportunity. Like I said, I love to learn football. I watch it every chance I get. I, I watch an NFL game and see if I can break down the coverages and schemes that they're trying to run and stuff like that. And that was something I never really looked at before, but playing in um, under three different D coordinators that have totally different um, defensive concepts, it just shows me how diverse the game can be. And um, I mean, there's you got your simple stuff like cover two, cover three, man, stuff like that. You just switch a couple words around and it's all the same. But some concepts like last year, we ran a, a two high look with our safeties. This year, we got a three high look. And that's something I had never seen before. So, or something I never really studied or paid attention to. So it, it's cool to me being able to learn from different people and just gather a, a wider knowledge of football. And and during the during the spring, did you, did you did you feel did you feel like you were able to get a grasp on it? And just throughout the spring, do you feel like you kind of uh, got stronger in some of the areas that you felt like you needed to work on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to 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 both of those, um, I felt like I caught I caught on quick with what we were um, what we were doing because you know I 
was with wrestling up until um, March. So I came right at the beginning of spring ball and had to learn everything real fast. I feel like I caught on quick enough, um, showed that I can make some plays and things like that to our new coaching staff. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it was – I feel like every, everything was, was clicking. It was good. And, um, yeah, here go that memory. You're going to have to remind me what the second question was. I think you actually, I think you actually touched on it because because uh, you mentioned that you um were able to learn the well I guess it was did you were you able to improve on some of the areas that you thought you needed to work on? Oh yeah okay um in the spring not necessarily uh man coverage has been one of my weaker spots um which has some plays where I made good plays and man coverage in the spring and somewhere um, I didn't do as well as I should have. Definitely at the point I'm at right now, that's been the main focus of my summer workouts has been um, improving my man coverage because I feel like I'm solid in zone. I'm solid in the run game, tackling, all that is fine. The weakest point in my game is man-to-man coverage. So that's been my focal point for summer work. So I feel like right now I've definitely put in a lot of work and improved on on my weakness in that area. But as far as uh, coming into the spring, it wasn't really much of an improvement from the previous season. And, and, and how are you going about working on your man? Um, I I watch a lot of videos, um, follow Instagram pages like footwork King and other guys that um, are DB trainers that work with NFL guys. Or I watch, you know, um, one-on-one clips from spring games or NFL film, if I can find it anywhere, and just um, focusing on their technique, their footwork, hand placement, their level, their pad level when they're running and stuff like that, making their cuts, um, where they're looking, like points on like hip, shoulder, eyes, the progressions throughout the routes and things like that. Um, and then that's that's just the mental side of things. And then, you, I mean, you got to get on the field. There's no way to fix it if you're not out there working out. So um, we'll go out there. Uh, some some of the DBs will go out and we'll get some work in and run releases for each other routes or we'll get with the receivers on days that they're running routes and go do some stuff with them. But, um, yeah, that's really, for the most part, what I've been doing to improve man coverage. And, and you mentioned that you, you're good at run support and tackling. Now, when I talked to Coach McGuire, he mentioned that you told him, I think something, something along the lines of, like you were the most physical tackler among that unit that he had. Now he said he didn't believe you at first because you know you, you could have been all talk. But he said right. pretty quickly he learned that what you said rang rang true. So like, where does that physicality come from, and 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 kind of why do you pride yourself on that so much? Yeah. Um... I'm not really sure if I could if I could pinpoint where it comes from. I've just that's always been my play style is I like I like tackling people, I like hitting people. It's just something I've always enjoyed about the game. Um I yeah, I really I really can't pinpoint anything about it. It's just I, I pride myself in it because like that's something like growing up watching Ray Lewis, uh, Brian Dawkins, Sean Taylor, things like that, people that are out there hitting, like, that's what I wanted to do. Like, people feared those guys. When they came to make a tackle, you seen, you can see guys that get paid millions of dollars lay down because they don't want to get hit by them. It's like, yeah, that's that's the kind of 
kind of fear I want to put in people when I play the game. And like every time you see me coming down here, you're like, you know, I'm not backing away from anything. I'm coming right at you. And it's either you're going to have to man up and hit back or you're going to move out my way and let me make the play. So it's just, um, it kind of, it, it, it sets the tone is what we like to say, like punch them in the mouth first and they know what kind of game is going to be. Now, when football season ends, obviously you, you go to wrestling. So now what is that adjustment period like getting your body from football conditioning strength and whatnot to to the wrestling strength and, and, and weight and all that? Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely an adjustment. It's, it's difficult to say the least. Um, during football season, you know, we try to – keep as much nutrition in us as possible. We're constantly eating throughout the day, lifting, things like that. I'm not worried about how much I'm eating or drinking or anything. I'm just living life, doing whatever I feel like doing. And when when I get to transition into wrestling season, I got to start being more disciplined. And um, when you go from eating and drinking a whole lot of stuff throughout the day to now bringing it down some and working out more than you're eating and drinking, um, my body personally goes, it goes through it. Like the first month is horrible. I'm catching cramps every day in practice and they're not like regular cramps. Like it's knotted up. You can see it from across the room. I got to stop stretch and I might be out for like 15, 20 minutes of practice and, and, and got to make that back up. Um, but my coaches are real good about understanding where I'm coming from and allowing me to practice and work myself back into the scheme of things. Like I don't I don't have to come in day one and go super hard. I don't have to do the live wrestling. I don't have to the I gotta do the conditioning part of things obviously, but I don't have to get in there and just just hammer on myself. They let me get my body to adjust and things like that. So it's 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 definitely difficult. Um but it's just something that's gotta happen. And 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 what is because you you because you mentioned conditioning. So like, what's the biggest difference between football conditioning and wrestling conditioning? Yeah, um, wrestling you don't stop. Football we we take breaks in between plays. <clears throat> you can stand up, relax your body, uh, reset, and then you start again. A short burst. Plays aren't real long. You're only sprinting for the short amount of time. But with wrestling, you have to. Keep a low stance. You're constantly moving, fighting, pulling, um, trying to knock your opponent off balance. They're trying to move you. Like it's, it's literally trying to impose your will on another person while they're doing the same thing to you. And it, it's tiring. I mean, if you ever watch like street fighting videos, people can only fight for like 30 seconds. And that's essentially what we're in there doing other than throwing fists. Like it's high pace. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, not hurt you, but show that, like, you know, assert that dominance or whatever. And it's, it's tiring. So that's probably the, the biggest difference is being able to constantly go, go, go and not stop um, and stay low. And that's, yeah, it's definitely a lot different. And, and and you all had a really good season uh, this past year. Now, like, what – what would you kind of credit to that? Like, was it just more so like hard work or like what, 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 what kind of was the key to you all's uh, great season? Yeah. Um, I feel like we picked up 
where we left off in our last season. We were competing with, I think we finished the year um, before COVID hit at like sixth in the country, which we completely felt disrespected by the only team that we had <clears throat> lost to was uh, St. Cloud, who's been national champs for however many years in a row. Um, that was our only loss, and they had us ranked six. So we was like, "Is is a chip, a chip on our shoulder?" We felt disrespected, and like they weren't giving us the credit we deserved. So, yeah, like I was saying, every, everybody in there works real hard. So it's just it's a it's a mentality that we set. Like we know everybody's working towards the same goal. Every team in the country wants the same thing, but who's going to put the work in to make sure that they accomplish it? So whether we have to work out two, three, four times a day, that's what we're going to do. And that's probably the biggest difference between us and everybody else. Uh, and for you individually, how do you feel like last season went for you? <laughs> Terrible. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, there's nothing else I can say. I fell short of what I was supposed to do. Um, can't take credit away from anybody. Um, I, I have my own, you know, views and feelings about how things went down and what I feel should have happened and whatever else the case may be. But at the end of the day, it just didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And that's the bottom line. So so, so now heading into this season, how, how do you go about rectifying that? <clears throat> um, for wrestling? Yes. I actually don't know if I'm going to have a season for wrestling. Um, right now, we kind of, I've been, I've been in, I'm I'm old. I'm one of the old heads here. So, uh, I only have um, fall semester left of eligibility is what I've been told. So, we're in the process of finding out if I'm going to be able to um, be granted an extra semester so I can compete um, at nationals and uh, that it's a whole bunch of stuff. I don't really understand the terms and what's going on with that. But uh, right now, we're not 100% positive if I'll be able to compete this year. So knowing now that your eligibility is is running out, does this kind of like shift the urgency for you to <clears throat> make the most out of whatever time you have left? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're in scramble mode now. This is my last opportunity to do anything with athletics um, if I want to continue past this point um, with football, with um, main, mainly with football, with wrestling. I've been competing at senior level since I was 18 years old. So outside of collegiate, I'm fine to continue wrestling whenever and wherever I want. Um, but as far as my collegiate goals, yeah, it's this. I mean, I got one season left for each of them. So either I do it and have something to show for it or it's just in my eyes a waste of opportunity and, and and what are those goals that you want to try to reach um for football we have you know obviously everybody wants a national championship that's if, if that's not what you're looking for you got no business playing sports at this level um so as a team, we got to get to the top of our conference first. So win our conference, definitely. Um, and then go compete for a national championship. Um, individually, 
I won the All-American this year. Um, and that's pretty much, that's really the only thing I'm focused on individual-wise is making sure everything I'm doing is technically sound and I'm, there's no major flaws in my game and just be around enough plays to, to put myself in that All-American conversation. And then uh, with wrestling, is is national championship both plays. Um, we were real close to winning it last year as a team. And um, <clears throat> there's a number of guys that have won national championships or made the finals or All-American that I've competed against and beat and things like that. So just, you know, people here on my team and in our conference and region, they know, but around, I feel like I don't get the respect I deserve um, nationally in, in wrestling. And, and that's my fault. I haven't done the things that I'm supposed to. Um, but as, yeah, this is the last lot to, to do that. Oh, well, before I get you out of here, we do this with, 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 with all the new guests, kind of some get-to-know-you type questions. So, I, you're from Milwaukee, so I'm going to assume I know the answer to this question, but your favorite sports team? Was just sports in general, or you want me to run through each one? Because, yeah, you already know all the answers. <laughs> now, I know you, you had to be happy when the Bucks finally won the NBA championship. Now, I'm going to say... As a Brooklyn Nets fan, the foot the, the foot on the line will just forever be a dark moment in the franchise because, mm. you know, it, it's like I'm, I'm glad you won it all because it makes the loss look a lot better. Like, well, we did right. lose to the team that won the championship, and you did have Brooke, Brooke Lopez who, you know, spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. But, I just, yep. oh, oh that yep. foot on the line, man. Like, man <laughs> hey, I, I feel for you. But I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was at work going crazy. I actually had uh, so I, I work up at Top Golf, so I had uh, a bay full of um, Thunder players during the finals, and I actually was talking to them like, "I, I bet y'all we win it." And they were saying, "No, you guys not gonna win." Blah blah. All this, this, and that. Soon as we won, I took my lap around the venue. I went bay to bay to everybody that told me we wasn't gonna win, and they heard it from me. For a whole week, I'm saying I'm. I got videos of two bucks and six running around everything. But yeah, it was that was a great moment. But yeah, uh, bucks all the way, Packers, uh, Badgers, you know, all that Brewers, Admirals. If you know about Admirals hockey, everything, all Wisconsin, everything. Now I don't know if you know, but your teammate Dante McGee is also a Packers fan. Now yep. I know he has been frustrated. By the lack of help the franchise has given Ann Rogers, we went to another draft, but there was not a first round receiver. Now, mm. do you feel like there's enough weapons around Rogers to have another successful season? Um, it's tough to say because you never really know. Because I mean, you can look at you can look at guys like Adam Thielen, and he wasn't a first round draft pick, but he's one of the best receivers Minnesota has on their roster. So, um. I don't really think – I mean, Rogers is the kind of guy that if you're around him, he's going to make you better. So I'm not – I offensively was – offense was never really my concern with the team. It was more defensively that 
um, during our years where we went like 15 and one or when we were competing at the top of our conference and then losing the teams we should have beat, it was always because we had um, an iffy secondary was the, the biggest problem that I had with the team. But right now they got, you know, preseason polls, they got the Packers defense ranked number one. So coming into the season, I'm not really too worried about the offense because he's going to put the ball where it needs to be and they're getting paid money to make plays. So if they can't do that, we shouldn't have drafted them in the first place. Whether it was first round or, or fifth round, sixth round, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not really too concerned about that. We win the Super Bowl. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All <of> that. <laughs> and now, let's see. All right, now, it, I, I know that the Bucs had an early exit this past season. Now, they question, do you think they can get back to the finals next year? Oh, yeah. I'm, I've been, man. Oh man, you didn't got me started. <laughs> we would have won if Middleton was healthy. He's good for another at least twenty points. We would we would have beat the mess out of everybody except maybe Golden State. They would have gave us a run for it, but we would have beat them. I swear to God, we would have. But yeah, we we gonna see. We'll be back top of the conference. Absolutely, we winning it. We'll never lose to the Heat again. I hate them, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh okay, your 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 favorite hobby outside of football and wrestling. Oh, okay. Y'all should just <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't gonna get you the comp out there. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. All right, let's see. Favorite hobby right now would probably be music. I like to write music, listen to music, things like that, you know. I'm I'm really into that, so that's probably I'll probably say that. Okay, now they mentioned now that you write music. So, like, what, yeah. what, what kind? Like, rap, R and B. What, 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 what kind do you write? Oh yeah, rap. No, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I could, we would have opened it up with me hitting a little note or something. But I can't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now, like, what is it about writing music though that that you enjoy? Is it like just the just the creativity aspect of it? Like, what, what, what is it about? Yeah, I like I, I like the it's like mental gymnastics almost. Like you you listening to certain artists, you gotta kinda understand a lot of things that are going on going on with like the world or like um wordplay and things like that. Like I like punchlines is my favorite thing to listen to, to write. If you ever if you like uh hip hop music, listen to No Cap. He's got some of the hardest punchlines I've ever heard. Every bar you, you hear from him, you gotta be like, you gotta really listen and be like, Oh, that's what he's talking about. So I like seeing if I could, I don't want to say duplicate, but I, I like seeing if I can do kind of the same things like that. Like my style is a little different than his, but um, in terms of wordplay, punchlines, that's definitely the thing that interests me most in, in writing music. Now, do you ever like share your raps with teammates? Like you ever like rap for them when you're kind of around them? And if you, if, 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 if you do, do they, do they kind of vibe to it? Yeah, they play my song in the locker room. <laughs> I got, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I haven't. I just write it. I record it sometimes. I haven't released any music or anything like that. But there's a there's a couple songs that I got that uh, a couple of my teammates have, and they'll they'll play it in the locker room sometimes. So yeah, they definitely they definitely supportive. They they like it. At least that's what they tell me. Maybe they just you know <laughs> trying to support me and all that. But they play it like they like it. Uh, okay, okay. Now, now I've also been told by by Noah Dobson, mm-hmm. the auxiliary cord in that locker room can be very brutal. 
Yeah. They will yank the cord out of the phone if the music is not to the liking of the room. Now, have you ever had that experience where maybe you were on the aux and they've taken your phone off the aux? No, never. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm trying. To, I don't really. I don't really play music in the locker room that much, just because it is like that. Not not that I care necessarily about them being like we don't listen to that because that's the music I listen to. I really don't care what you listen to. But if we're in the locker room, there's so many different people in there that the music styles are way different. So we try to we try to have a variety of music. So whoever gets on there, uh, Rob, he man. I call him Fuentes. I know Fuentes. Rob Fuentes, man. He gets on the Augs. He's got such a wide range of music. He's usually one that plays everything, and it's all good. But no, yeah, they didn't, I've never had my phone pulled off of there. <laughs> now, now, what I was also told by Noah, he tried to play a Justin Bieber song. Now, I don't know why he tried that. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know, I know. Now, <laughs> now, if it came to, like, a risky song, you think might get you yanked, would you just say, you know what, I'm going to go for it, or would you just play it safe and not play the song at all? It depends. I mean, like I said before, I'm real goofy, so I might I might do it on purpose and stare at people and see how they react. Like, I might put it on and be like, yeah, how you, what you going to do about it? Like, you know, um, I can't really think of what song I would put on. I wouldn't put no Justin Bieber on, but... um. Maybe some K Michelle. I, I rock with K Michelle. I don't think they like that in the locker room, but I'll put it on and get singing. Well, I don't know because uh, according to your teammate, uh, Jalik Lewis, he's a big R&B guy. Now, I will say your position coach, Coach uh, McGuire, is also an R&B guy. Now, he doesn't think that Jalik's an R&B guy because his favorite artist is Mary J. Blas. But, oh, uh, <laughs> but and I think Peyton is also like an old school lover. Oh, uh, so. You know that that kind of that kind of might you know work 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 yeah. for you. Now, what I also been told is uh, that Jace Gardner is the worst on the ox. Now, would that be <laughs> a true statement? See, I actually don't know that because th- he's never been on the ox. At least, not to my knowledge, I didn't know that it was him on the ox. So, I know offense and defense lift separately. So he's never played music with me in there. Um, and in the locker room, we is usually the same couple people that get on, and that's it. The one person I will say that gets kicked off every single time is Hunter Largent. <laughs> gets kicked off every time. He he's not touching the ox. Terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know I don't know about Jay's Gardner though. Wait, so so what is Hunter playing that 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 gets him yanked every time though? I don't even know. It's like. We might not even let the song go. It might just hit. We hear the beat. We're like, bro, get off. What are you doing? He just, man. He going to get on me when he see this, too, for saying that. He going to press me about that one. <laughs> oh, man, bro, every time. That's brutal, Every time. Every wow. time. Oh, uh, see, now. It, who now? Who currently would you say is 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 your favorite rapper? Uh, I got a couple different. Okay, so I break it down into like different areas of things. My favorite overall rapper ever. People not going. I ain't, I'm not saying he's the best ever. 
This is just my personal favorite. Meek Mill. I love Meek Mill. That's my favorite rapper of all time. Uh, right now, my favorite artist is No Cap. And then uh, I like Detroit music, too. So my favorite out of there is a uh, dude called Cash Kid. So I got a couple of different people that are on my top in different categories. Okay, okay. And, and do, do you have a favorite uh, Meek Mill song? Um... Nah, not not really a. I I like expensive pain. Um, his newer stuff. I just like when he dropped music. Honestly, just whenever I listen to everything he put out. So I don't really have a a favorite. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I I asked this to everybody that's come on ever since Jay's came on, <laughs> and he kind of he kind of backtracked some. But I gotta ask. Is it, is it old Lil Wayne or new Lil Wayne? Oh, that's not no. That, yeah, old Lil Wayne. What stun like my daddy? What? Come on, <laughs> man. And, and see yeah. now, I I I asked that because it, I I asked him the question and he said what you said, but then immediately after that. He tried to defend the new little way. Now, no one asked him to defend the new little way. And so ever since that time, I've been asking, and he's the only person that has somewhat said old little Wayne is at least on the same field as, I mean, new little Wayne is on the same field as old little Wayne. Everybody so else I, I, say old little Wayne is better. Old little Wayne is better, like hands down. I, I talk, I've asked everybody that's come on, players, coaches, yeah. everybody. So yeah, he, I, I think he's kind of in that lone, you know, thing, but uh, I, I, mean, I was told it might be a little bit of like an intervention there at some point uh-huh. where uh, you know, they all sit him down and, and try to, you know, get him to understand that no, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, good. I want to switch you on that, you, that, that, that you were on that on that camp. Uh, let's see. Okay, you're uh, now, do you do you video game at all? No, not really. I mean, I, I have a system but you know I'm a broke college student, so I ain't got no Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, are we are we are we Team Xbox or Team PlayStation? PlayStation for sure. If I if I got to pick one, yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. So the only Xbox guys is Coach Curly and Coach Doral. It makes Man. sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Wait a minute, no, why, no, why, no, why do you say that for now? Because, hey, those, they're my dogs, but they're the ones I'm trash talking every time we go against the offense. Curly and, and, and Doro, and that's just because they weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, your favorite, favorite food? Either tacos or seafood. Okay. Like see, I like seafood boils and I like uh, taco trucks. Now, are we are we a we a soft shell or a hard shell guy? See, that's how I know you don't go to taco trucks because they ain't even got them options. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, neither corn tortillas, man, corn tortillas. Okay. And not okay. the hard ones, but the ones you know what I'm saying. Yeah, taco truck tacos with the corn tortillas every time. Okay. Okay. Let's see now. I've been told by Kobe Stevens and Peyton Scott now, you and Mosley are the gold standard when it comes to gear. Now, I'm going to open the floor to you here, Dave. 
why are you so heavy into the into the gear and what kind of is the equipment accessories that you normally use yeah well see i didn't know that they they like to tell me i'm not the drifter, so i'm gonna have to let them know that they they acknowledge it but uh i don't i don't really know like i just kind of throw things together and mix i really only do like i got my just regular tights legs sleeves arm sleeves bands and that's really i just alternate how i wear them um i don't really think i do nothing too crazy it's just it's just simple stuff but it works now Peyton question as to why you wear the bands because the Peyton, you know you have all you have the you know the tattoos and he feels like you would want that to be seen so now why 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 do you wear the a band because we play on turf. <laughs> I, paid, I paid a lot of money for these tattoos. Look, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to show you something right here. You see that dark spot right there? Wait, hold on. I can't even get in the camera. That dark spot right there? Yes, sir. That's, that's turf burn. And it just so happens I don't have any tattoos right there. That happened, I put it on every time. I'm not going to, I paid way too much money to be losing ink. <laughs> And, now, and you do have have quite a bit of, of of ink. So, like now, what what is that? What does that love of, of tattoos come from? And and how do you kind of you know pick and choose where you want to get the tattoo at and, and, and what the tattoo is of? Yeah, um, I really don't know. It's all, I've always been interested in tattoos. Like ever since a kid, my mama would tell you herself. Since I was eleven, I've been drawing things and saying I'm gonna get it tattooed and told her, I've been told her since I was little that I was gonna get my first one when I turned 16 and just kept getting them and never looked back. Um, I'm not really too sure like where or why that came about, but I just loved them for the first time I seen them and decided that's what I wanted to get. Um, but when it comes to deciding what and where, it really just, it depends. Like I have some tattoos that are like really thought out and have like, you know, everybody got their own meanings for the things they get. I got something that's real deep in meaning like that and I got some impulsive stuff. It just depends on how I'm feeling, what I'm doing and what I want it to be. So what was the first tattoo? Uh, I have a cross and rosary on my shoulder blade. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got, that was my first one. Uh, see, and do you do you have any pregame routines that you normally do? Um, no, not really. I just whatever it is, I gotta make sure I listen to music before we go out. I can't listen to I I can't listen to the clean version of any song. That'll really irritate me before we go out. I gotta have some hype music. I gotta get ready to go be physical. I can't listen to no soft, mellow stuff. I can't listen to no bleeps in my songs. I need to say every, you know what I'm saying? Every word they got in there, I need to hear. But that's really it. If I got some good music on, I'll be ready to go. Now, is it like a set playlist of songs or do you kind of mix it up? No, I definitely mix them. It's different every year. I mean, you know, artists drop new songs every day, so it just depends on what I'm on at that time. So the, the songs that I was listening to before I went out um, to the games last season, they're not going to be the same as the ones that I listened to this year. It's just however I'm feeling and 
whatever I'm listening to at the time is going to be what I play. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my final question for you would be, do you have a message to those who might still be on the fence about coming to give you all a chance this season about what they can expect if they come see you all play? About who being on the fence? About, you know, like if, if some people are kind of wishy-washy about coming to see you all play this year, what can they expect to, to see if they were to come to a UCL football game? Oh, yeah. All, all I can say is just watch. If, if, if you don't if you don't want to know, you're going to hear about it. We've been we've been working and people people been doubting us year after year, things like that. And just like, I mean, they, I hear it all the time when people ask me where I play and they ask our record. We, you know, we went 4-7 last year. But if you look at six of those seven losses, we lost by a touchdown or less in all of those. There's only one game that we weren't really um, very competitive in towards the end of the game. So that four and seven record is real misleading. And and with with what we got schemed up this year, just I would say don't be surprised. And if you're not going to come to the first couple couple games after you see what we do, they'll be there. Yeah. Well, Trayvon, I, I appreciate you taking time this uh, uh, um, afternoon to come on and talk and talk to me. Uh, Learned a great deal about you that I, that I wasn't you know aware of there, and so I'm wishing you the best of luck. Uh, rest of summer heading into fall camp, and I hope you have a, a good season. And and you know if, if ever you want to come back on, you're, you're more than welcome to. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me, man. It was good talking with you. No problem. Thank you, Trayvon. Yes, sir. So again, I want to thank Trayvon for for taking the time to come on and talk to me. I I, I learned a great deal about the man. I I really I did not know. Uh, the man's full journey, you know, because, it, you know, you can, you can only gather so much by the bio on Bronco Sports, but uh, that that was a heck of a story. Also didn't know this is his last year of eligibility because he's listed as a junior, uh, although I was curious because of the fact that his clock started, you know, like way back in was 17, 18, so even if you get the COVID year, I mean, that that doesn't really add up. So um, I'm really hoping that he has a great end to his career. Hopefully he's able to get a, or maybe like a waiver or something to, to, to wrestle again. But I just I just really hope he's able to end uh, his career the way that he wants to, because like I said, he, he's, he's been a great success story as a walk-on special teamer. And then last year, um, last year having the impact that he, that he had, you know, I just I think, uh, I didn't know that he was a free safety now, I felt like he was a nickel last year, so that safety battle will be interesting, now I know uh, when Jonathan Mosley came on, he said he's also practicing at the Bronco, which I'm assuming might be a similar role to what he had last year as that hybrid safety linebacker because I know uh, Coach Lechtenberg comes from that Gary Patterson tree. And I know he said, we're not running the 425. We know they ran the 425 last year, but it might be something something similar to that. So if that's the case, then I would suspect Trevon then might have a good chance to start there at the safety spot opposite Dylan Buck, which would be one heck of a safety duo. Uh, because uh, we know the talent that Denton Buckeye possesses, but uh, you know, again, it, 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 it was it was a long one, but it was a good one, and so uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Should be back tomorrow. We have another special teamer 
uh, current special team. I think we've had Alex Covado on after he signed with the Saints. But uh, we were able to secure a, a current uh, UCLA special team. I always enjoy talking to the specialists because uh, they, 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 they don't get a lot of love or a lot of shine unless they either do something bad uh, or hit a game-winning kick of some sort. So uh, just be on the lookout for that tomorrow. So uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.